0: And welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day today. And today I'm going to take a look at The Little Mermaid from 2023, I think it was, in another one of my really late movie reviews. That's right, a movie review for a movie you probably have already seen and have no need for another review of. But here it is because I finally got around to seeing it because that's how these things work. (laughs) Yeah, so, again, this is going to be full spoilers for those of you who have not seen The Little Mermaid. Uh, well, okay. You have a chance to go watch it and come back, you know. But let me give you a little background of sort of my history with The Little Mermaid, okay? I I am one of those kids who grew up watching The Little Mermaid, okay? Yes, I am that old. <laughs> I remember seeing Little Mermaid in the in the theaters, um, as part of the, that whole Disney renaissance when it was, you had The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King, right? They had this stretch of four movies that were just amazing. And The Little Mermaid, I think, was the one that kicked it off. And it was great. I watched the th- this movie so many times, so many times that I watched The Little Mermaid. And... I loved it. I loved the music. I loved the everything about the story. Um, and you know, twelve year old me was totally falling for Ariel. So you know, it's a it's a thing. But the remake is different. Unsurprisingly, it's quite a bit longer. For example, it's like is it half an hour, forty minutes longer? It's a long movie compared to the a- animated version. And there are a number of differences. Before I get into that, just to let you know that I really did like The Little Mermaid. I have not been impressed with most of Disney's live-action remakes. Okay, Cinderella was great because they didn't try to redo the animated Cinderella. They just told the Cinderella story, and they did a fabulous job on it. Aladdin was okay. Um, there are parts of it I really liked. Parts of it I. I didn't like nearly as much as, as the animated version, but it was still pretty fun. The Little Mermaid uh, kind of falls into that same boat, or maybe falls in maybe halfway in between. They did retell Disney's The Little Mermaid, okay? They didn't retell Hans Christian Andersen's story of The Little Mermaid, they retold Disney's The Little Mermaid, okay? And that's fine. I mean, it's Disney redoing their own stuff, and they did a pretty good job. i I really liked the I really liked the Little Mermaid. I liked the the movie. Um, I have some complaints. I'm going to talk about them. But these are things that mostly just didn't work for me, as opposed to things that are necessarily bad or make the movie bad. Okay. So we'll get into that, and then I'll talk about a lot of the stuff I did like. Okay, and I'll probably talk about that as I go through. But but there's some good stuff here. So, again, The Little Mermaid was done very well. Um, a lot of the underwater stuff was beautiful. But, 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 but. There's a problem, at least the problem I have with a lot of the underwater scenes, is it makes all of the actors look really, really fake, okay? I especially noticed it on Halle Bailey's Ariel, okay? I mean, she's, she is a a beautiful young woman. Uh, her voice is amazing, and whatever they were doing when she was in the water made her look completely fake, okay? Now, I don't know if it's because they were trying to CG her as a mermaid moving in the water i don't know if whether it was just trying to get the effect of looking through water at the actors i don't know i don't know if it was the body glitter they had to help make ariel look less less human more fishy i don't know something that something that took the scales and kind of took the color of her scales and spread it up to the rest of her body i don't know I don't know what it was, but I think I'm pronouncing this right. Hallie Bailey just looked fake, and that and that was. I said I think it's just a design decision. Okay, it just didn't work for me. When she's out of the water, it's amazing, right? She looks she looks fabulous and. You know she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't look like even when she's mermaid and she's out of water. So I really feel like something they were doing with the water effects did not work for me. Okay, other people's may have liked it, y'all. I'll. I'll I will never tell you that what you like and don't like is wrong. Okay, it didn't work for me. Uh. On the other hand all of the animals which of course they had to CG in looked amazing okay they looked fabulous the fish the squid the octopus you know the octopus yeah the sprout the sprat who know where it's at right and and the blowfish you know they all look they all look great but I I saw them looking like cartoons back in the day and I you know I don't know how close that blowfish, is to being a real looking blowfish whatever flounder is i don't know how close he is to looking like that real fish but as my mind says ah animated fish and they look like animated fish and they look like really good animated fish so all of that was amazing but they made a weird choice and i'm not entirely sure i i Actually no, I don't I know that I don't know where they were going with this. In the animated movie, it opens with shots of mermaids swimming through the ocean and they come over a hill or through a cave or something, I forgot exactly the details. And you look and you see the city, Triton's city. You see his palace, you see all of that magnificence of here is where the merfolk live. Right, this is the heart of Triton's kingdom and the, the uh, 2023 edition the live action version you never saw any of that in fact you hardly saw any mermaids aside from Triton Ariel, her sisters and a couple of guards at least until the very end of the movie when they all show up to celebrate the wedding. And I don't quite understand why they made that choice. Maybe they just wanted to show that the mermaids, the mer people, I guess, all live just that close to nature and that they don't actually build anything. It's not like they're protecting themselves from rain, right? So I I don't know but it was a weird choice and it made Triton and his undersea kingdom seem very small. It really seemed like the merfolk were really just maybe a dozen people. And that just was said, it felt small, but I will accept that maybe they made a, a choice there for a particular reason. And I don't know what it is, but That's kind of where they went with it. And there are a couple of other things, right? Um, I wasn't particularly thrilled with uh, the new Sebastian. He looks fine, right? I mean, he looks, he looks, he actually, uh, they got a lot of expression out of that crab model, which was, it's one of the things I was missing from the Lion King. Right, the Lion King, it was very hard for them to get the the lion models to emote properly, okay? Because cats don't have that, that much, uh, I don't know, flexibility in their face to be that emotive. Well, I don't think crabs necessarily do too, but they were able to do some really good things with uh, Sebastian. So you could feel you could see what his emotions were without having to hear his voice or hear, hearing him say things, okay? Now, I have to admit, I am a little bit partial to the original Sebastian. Um, nothing against uh, David Diggs for his portrayal. Um, he, he did a great job. His acting was great. Um, yeah, you know, he sang well, right? Part of me is just, I kind of prefer what I grew up with right and that's not that's nothing against him he just didn't there wasn't enough to win me over into yes i want to listen to the 2023 version of under the sea versus the 1980s whatever version of of under the sea okay so so there's that scuttle was just a disaster okay I mean the the bird itself looked great. She was she looked fine. I mean it was just, I don't don't know what bird they were specifically going for, but she was a looked like a bird. Okay, cool. Aquafina's whatever they were doing with her as this bird just did not work for me. You know, and part of it I think just Aquafina has this personality just and at least all the portrayals I've seen, they wanted that for Scuttle, did not work for me. It was just annoying, okay? Just really annoying. And I think in part they were trying to go for it. I mean, Scuttle from the uh, from the animated version was also annoying, okay? Um, Hackett's portrayal is of Scuttle, so yeah, he's dumb and stupid and... Annoying, but mostly just dumb and stupid. But he cares, and he. But Aquafina, I never really felt any. I just wanted her to shut up more often than not, and that's never a good uh, look for a character. But at least with with Scuttle, you kind of got a feeling of what her emotions were most of the time. Okay. The same cannot be said for Triton. Okay. Now, Javier Bardem, who played Triton, is, is a good actor, right? He's been around a long time. He's done a lot of good work. But it didn't work for me in The Little Mermaid. He was very, very flat. And I don't know if part of it... I, I, again, I never really felt... I never really felt that Triton was more than a puppet okay he was just sort of there he's delivering lines sometimes he raises his voice and sometimes he lowers his voice but it just seemed really flat again maybe it's just me okay I freely admit I'm not an actor I kind of pretend to be one occasionally when I do improv, but I am not an actor. I have not been one ever. okay. But as a viewer, he said his his portrayal just seemed flat. Now, and I can't help co- but compare it to the uh, 80s animated uh, Little Mermaid, where Triton was you really felt what Triton was feeling. Okay, Whether he was angry with Ariel or concerned or he, when he talks to Sebastian about Ariel being in love and he's sort of a little bit joking, a little bit teasing, and you can just hear it in his voice. He's just happy about things. And I never got that out of Javier Bardem's Triton. He just... Didn't quite work. And again, it could be that a lot of his nuance was covered up by the water effects, because again, made all of the actors underwater look a little bit fake. But I really feel like he didn't have as much animation in his voice. And I'm using that term sort of in a double meaning, but. He he didn't feel animated, didn't feel like he had a lot of energy. It felt like he showed up a couple of days, they put him in the makeup, and that was it. So, there was something, and all of these things are basically nitpicks, okay? They don't really take away from the movie at all. Especially because you don't see Triton often. You don't see Scuttle often. You see Ariel a lot, and Bailey did an amazing job as Ariel. okay? She was <laughs> She was really good. I loved hearing her sing. I wish I could have heard her speak more, but hey, that's p- part of the story, right? She loses her voice. And I have some questions about that, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, she did great. Um, Eric was was fun. Uh, Was it Jonah Howard King, I think his name is, if I'm pronouncing that correctly? He did wonderful. He he was a great Eric. They did a pretty good job with him. Um, I have a little bit of a question of why, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just seeing things that aren't necessarily there. But why do we keep seeing adopted kids of kings and queens who are, different to try to make things different I, it, it's it's got nothing to do with the story it worked great in in the story but it's just like why what's going on it just feels like this is a trend and i'm not entirely sure i understand why or where it's coming from but i guess they needed an, an excuse for uh eric to be white while the queen was black which is fine i suppose Now, the last character I want to talk about is Ursula. Most movies can really be... At least movies like this are often made or broken by their villain. You have an amazing villain and the movie can be amazing. You look at uh, Loki through the early Marvel movies. Darth Vader in Star Wars, right? You You get a villain that... Just, it just has this presence and you can feel that, yes, they are a villain. Or sometimes they f- they are the villain, but, man, you really side with them, right? You get some of that with Killmonger from Black Panther. You get some of that with um, Balan Skull in the Ahsoka series, uh, right? Those are the villains you really can... can latch onto is like oh this is great i want to see see them lose but i really get what what they're putting down ursula as a character i have never liked okay doesn't matter if it was the animated little mermaid the live-action little mermaid doesn't matter i have never liked ursula now part of this is my own personal baggage okay ursula reminds me very much of my stepmother I did not like my stepmother, and so I I freely admit there is some personal baggage there that probably is is coloring things for me a little bit. I will say, though, Melissa McCarthy's Ursula uh, was really good, but man, the character likes to monologue. And... Now, there's a lot of that in the animated as well but it really felt like anytime Ursula was on screen except for like the end battle or when Ariel shows up Ursula is just gonna become the sea witch of Exposition okay that's just that's just her job you never you don't get to see what her any if her uh motivations are through her actions, she just gets to sit and tell you about them. And this was a problem in the original as well, don't get me wrong. And she's sitting in a cave by herself, so who is she going to talk to? So I wasn't, it just felt more, right? It's like, if you took the monologue dialogue, cranked it to 11, you've got Ursula. Now, the one thing I did like about Melissa McCarthy's portrayal of Ursula here in The Little Mermaid was she seemed to have a little more subtlety. Okay? And in, in the animated version, Ursula is loud and bombastic and and that's pretty much what she is. And she's she's slimy and and yeah, a jerk and all that stuff. And McCarthy's uh, Ursula is all of those things, too, to some extent. But uh, there's a lot of what McCarthy drops on Ariel that shows her at least trying to scam Ariel through kindness, right? Because she's taking advantage of Ariel, 100%. Ariel is not ha- doing well with her father and her family she has this desire to see and explore the human world even before she meets hunky eric up there on the ship right but you know she's she's having these issues and in the and in both stories ursula mercilessly takes advantage of them to use ariel for her own ends okay but in the the animated one, she comes off just evil and dirty and slimy the whole time, which she is. And for a movie about ki- for kids, uh, maybe that lack of subtlety helps. In the live action version, Ursula can often sounds kind and helpful, right? the song Poor Unfortunate Souls is Ursula trying to convince Ariel that she's just there to help. And in the animated version, she never feels like she's just there to help. She feels like she's there to scam Ariel. But Ariel buys into it. In the live-action version, it starts, at least, with Ursula really sounding like she is wanting to help. She's misunderstanding she's changed you feel some of that subtlety some of that that she's really trying to scam ariel with but you buy into it a little bit more at least i bought into that a little bit more as part of the character again we know she's faking the whole time but her portrayal feels more subtle okay you can see how she's really trying to uh pull ariel in okay So while I don't like Ursula as a character, I never have, I still don't, I like McCarthy's version of Ursula better than what we saw in the animated version, okay? So I think there were some choices. that said it really feels like, I don't know, I don't know quite what the difference is, and this is probably my lack of theater and uh, movie training, movie making training or something. But in the in the animated Little Mermaid, it always feels like we we drop in on Ursula mid rant almost. Either we cut back to her from spying on Ariel or she's been she's always in the middle of something and her her monologuing is just part of what's been going on. In the 2023 live action, what we get is we're going to cut to Ursula and she is going to go full Shakespearean monologue on us. And then we cut away and we go to... It's like, this is the only reason we're cutting to Ursula. She has just been waiting for the record light to turn on so she could drop her monologue. Keep waiting for her to say like and subscribe and, and buy my merch. Okay, it really is. It's like, here is Ursula's podcast and we're going to... You know, it's just, I don't know. There's some weird, weird choices there. And that's, that's going to fall on the direction. Um, And, you know, so that's, I, but all that said, I liked Ursula better than I liked her in the animated one. I just didn't, I just don't like Ursula. That's just straight up. (laughs) But all of that said, Right, I said I've got all of these things, these things that just didn't work for me. I didn't like all that. I really liked The Little Mermaid. Okay? This this was a really good telling of Disney's The Little Mermaid. Okay? Uh, there were a couple of new songs which I I enjoyed. I especially liked Eric's song, um Uncharted Waters, I think it was I think it's called. I really liked that one. As as a way of showing Eric and his personality and, and what he's looking for out of life, right? This is his I Want song, right? Ariel's is part of your world. This is Eric's. And you see more of what Eric has been trying to do for his, his kingdom and for himself, especially once he finds and then loses Ariel. When she rescues him and now he's trying to find her. This is what he's looking for. And it's... It's a, it's a good song. And Ariel's song, as she's on land, she's been rescued and she's being driven through town and she's seeing all of the things that she had never seen before or she'd only read about or she'd seen the artifacts. Right? That was... That was fun. That really helped. It, that really helped show her feelings. And this is what a musical does, right? A musical uses music and song to help really express the character's emotions, right? It's the idea that their emotions are so strong, the only way they can get them out is through song, okay? <laughs> That's the only way they can express it. Now, she's not really singing because at this point she has no voice. This is the music in her head. And it was fun. And then you see it her you see her again as she and Eric are on their outing and exploring and seeing the different parts of the island culture. And she's ah, you know, flowers and oh the Dingle Hopper is not actually used for hair and right all of these types of things. It's really cool. And along those lines, I really like what they did with Eric's Island Kingdom. Okay. In the animated one, it's you don't really know much about Eric's kingdom. It's a kingdom, his city is on the sea. And that's and it's sort of a vaguely euro-European fantasy kingdom. Okay. For this one, they translated it into basically a Pseudo-Jamaica, if you want to put it that way. Um, they do show a map of the islands. Uh, I didn't get a close enough look to see if it actually matched anything in the real world. They do reference places like Brazil. Uh, you know, it is and I think they talk about Europe. This is Earth as we understand it. A fantasy Earth, but still Earth nonetheless. And the translation of whatever islands that this kingdom is, to being a Caribbean I you know, island kingdom. Worked. I liked that. It was a nice change. Um now I could go on a rant and I'm not I really don't need to, but there's a lot of you get a lot of rants about you sort of <sighs> I, I'm going to use the term whitewashing. I hate the term, but you get it. Sort of putting a European slant on other cultural stories, okay? But The the Little Mermaid was written by Hans Christian Andersen, who was European, okay? Uh, and... You could argue that making the change to Jamaica is sort of... a a cultural washing that wouldn't go over if you did it the other way. But that said, I think it really worked for having a culture that was bright and different, okay? And I think it worked out really well. I said, I liked the change. It was, uh, it gave, it gave vibrancy To the above world that was lacking underwater okay it just and it gave it actually you want to think about it this way it's like um the wizard of oz right ariel's or ariel uh dorothy's world in kansas is very boring okay it's it's all sepia tones it's black and white this is just dull She steps into Oz and it's bright and colorful and vibrant and amazing. You get that same feel coming from the ocean and Ariel's life underwater to the above, right, the world above, the world of the humans. And it's bright and vibrant and colorful. And pulling from Caribbean island culture uh, really helps with that bright vibrancy. So I I I like the change. I think it really uh worked for the story and for the movie and all of that stuff. Now, I talked a little bit about some of the new songs. I need to talk about some of the old songs. Now again, I grew up with this music. Okay. I grew up listening to Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl and Les Poissons, which they cut that whole bit right out of the new version. <laughs> Sebastian is not running from a uh, crazed French chef, right? Sorry, Louis, you're not in the movie anymore. It happens. Under the Sea was fine. Um, It did nothing to make me want to listen to it rather than the original. Uh, The only thing, Halle Bailey's uh, parts in that that they... They added Ariel singing along was, was great, but the song itself, yeah, it was there. I really did not like what they did to kiss the girl. And part of it is they had um I'm fairly certain they had David Diggs actually singing. Um I didn't go look. If he's not, then feel free to change. Proper nouns is appropriate. But I think they had him, they had um oh who was it that was playing flout uh, flounder, Jacob Tremblay and Aquafina singing. And man, that combination of voices did not work for me. Did not work at all. I'm I'm sorry, it it just didn't. And from the the original you get you get the Golden tones right it's Sebastian is singing and it's amazing and it's wonderful and it's smooth and you love it and it just it did not feel good in this in this version part of it is they changed some of the chord progressions they changed some of the the melody and I think it changed the tone of the song and and I don't think it was for the better. I don't think so. I think they really, this is one of those ones that they tried to update it and some of the lyric changes, okay, that's that's fine. They, they jolt me out because I know the original lyrics and, you know, it's when somebody sings the wrong words to a song you've known and sung your whole life and it just is wrong. Right, so there's some of that disconnect and they weren't bad. It was fine. They sort of emphasize consent. Okay, that's cool. Consent is awesome, but it's not the words that threw me off, it was the actual music, and it hurt. It really did. It wasn't, it lost some of the emotional depth, I think, that the original had, and you know. I'm sorry you know whoever was uh when Manuel miranda or whoever else was working on this the songs yeah kind of you tinkered with it a little bit too much right and it's just not good anymore it's okay it's just not good it's like my breakfast this morning I know weird transition i I do a breakfast skillet well my stove wasn't working so I did a crock pot variant but I didn't take into account the fact that my Crock-Pot was a little smaller than my pan. So instead of having a mix of sweet potatoes and regular potatoes, I just did sweet potatoes. Because I did that first and that and realized, oh, this is all that's going to fit in my Crock-Pot. Well, that's fine. I'll throw the rest of the stuff in and we'll go with it. Unfortunately, it isn't very good. It's edible. It's fine. I'm not going to throw it out. But... It just isn't nearly as good. And that's kind of how I feel with the 2023 version of Kiss the Girl. The rest of the music is fine. The little changes they made to Under the Sea, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, the new stuff was great, but they 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 butchered that song so much. And it was, in a lot of ways, that song was sort of the, the heart of... Ariel's, Ariel and Eric's attempted romance, okay? On the other hand, part of their, part of uh, your world um, was, was amazing. Of course, Bailey's got an amazing voice and she rocks it in, in, uh, in part of, part of your world. So, so yeah, that's. Is good unlike like the live action beauty and the beast which i probably should watch one of the, these days i've heard all all of the songs none of the songs work for me right they lose all of the magic from the animated version this one doesn't have that same problem except for said so kiss the girl and eh, maybe a little bit of under the sea but definitely that one so or aladdin most of the songs are, are really good, but, but they don't quite, there's a significant difference. And this is, it is really, you know, Latin, it's a matter of taste. Do you prefer Will Smith or Robin Williams singing certain songs? And I could, I'm i down with that. There are some days I want to listen to um, Will Smith sing um, Arabian Nights, which was really good, or um, Friend Like Me, which was okay, right? But, man, I don't, I, yeah. And again, this is my personal taste. If you like them, great. Again, I will never take your likes and dislikes away from you. Right? What you like is yours and embrace it. So, and speaking of embracing things I liked, I liked The Little Mermaid. I've watched it twice this weekend. Um, I will probably watch it more. Maybe not this weekend, but I'll watch it again. Okay, because it was good. It was a really good story, really good telling of Disney's The Little Mermaid. I, I highly recommend you see it. It's on Disney Plus now. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. If you haven't seen it yet, I hope you enjoy it. And if you have seen it, um Again, I hope you liked it. Let me know what you think, because I'm I'm always curious. What did you like? I, I had a great conversation with my daughter this weekend about it, um, and you know it was it was good. So so thank you all for watching. And I know it went a little bit longer today, but I had a lot to talk about. It was really good. I liked it. So until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.